Major funding for the Mikey is show has been provided by the National Science Foundation, where's discoveries begin. Additional funding is provided by the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, the Kettering Family Foundation, the Volkhausen Family, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people, and by Spotify Podcast, and Anchor Podcast, and Screencastify Screen Recording, and the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, Carnegie Corporation, and by the National Endowment for Humanities, and Northrop Grumman Corporation, defining the future. Today's daily news seems to have technical difficulties on this program. And we try to encourage you to try again this time. Now in today's news, breaking news. Still still waiting for an organization to come out. Is Stacy Abrams, the organization donating over 100 34 million dollars wipes out medical debts. So in Atlanta, there's a political organization working for the medical debts of how our medical life is going out here, here in Minnesota and in Washington and in Atlanta. Press conference say that states Abrams called to, to the organization and our latest correspondent, Jeff Amy, 
as report as more report on that situation going on in the town of Atlanta. Article. Stacey Abrams, former candidate for Georgia governor, speaks at campaign event for Reverend. Raphael Warnock near Cone Park in Atlanta, Gough, on Tuesday, November 3, 2020. Photo by Tom Williams, CQ Roll Call, Inc. via Getty Images. Atlanta, the political organization led by Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams is branching out into paying off medical debts. Financial modeling courses might be cheaper than you think. Financial modeling course search ad. Financial modeling courses might be cheaper than you think. Financial modeling course search ads. Fair Fight Action on Wednesday says that it has donated $1.34 million from its political action committee to the nonprofit organization RIP Medical Debt to wipe out debt with a face value of $212 million that is owed by 108,000 people in Georgia, Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. ML CEO Lauren Groh-Wargo of Fair Fight Action said that paying off medical debt is another facet of the group's advocacy seeking expansion of Medicaid coverage in the 12 states that have refused to expand the health insurance to all poorer adults. What is so important about this is the tie between Medicaid expansion and just crushing medical debt, Groh-Wargo said. Of the states targeted, Arizona and Louisiana have expanded Medicaid. Our reporter, our reporter, Jeff, our, our reporter, Jeff Amy, reporting on that situation. And now we turn to a, another, another article about, about a YouTube news post called Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. The latest video, the latest the latest show that that all of the Jonah movie that the Jonah movie will be coming out soon in theaters. Now, really, Jonah, a VeggieTales movie, was really a was really an article made by Bill Fisher. He started months after he thinks about no one. Noah's Ark of Covenant, Noah's Ark, and said that, and said that a Jonah VeggieTales movie. Our reporter, David Montgomery, Minnesota Public Radio reporter for, for, for NPR News, has this latest report on the Jonah movie. Language. Download PDF. Watch. Edit. Jonah. A VeggieTales movie is a 2002 American computer animated Christian musical comedy adventure film produced by Big Idea Productions and released by Artisan Entertainment through its FHE Pictures label. It is the first feature-length film in the VeggieTales series. The themes for the film are compassion and mercy. 
Using two stories as illustrations linked by the pirates who don't do anything, who were first seen in the silly song of the same name in very silly songs. Dot. The first story takes place in the current day and concerns a mishap with Bob the Tomato and Dad Asparagus. On the way to a concert, the second, set in ancient Israel, is based directly on the biblical story of Jonah. Dot. Through both stories, compassion and mercy play a role in giving people a second chance. Jonah, a Veggie Tales movie. Box office, $25.6 million. Jonah, a Veggie Tales movie. Premiered on August 14, 2002, at a Hollywood movie theater. Opening square bracket. The material near this tag possibly uses too vague attribution or weasel words. March 2019. Closing square bracket. And came out as a regular release two months later on October 4, 2002. It received positive reviews from critics, who praised the humor and narrative style. The film grossed $25.6 million against a $14 million production budget, making it the highest-grossing film released by Big Idea Productions. The film came out on VHS and DVD on March 4, 2003, as a worldwide home video release in both full-screen and anamorphic widescreen formats with a two-disc collector's edition. Two. A DVD reprint with the feature and bonus features was released on January 29, 2008, by Word Entertainment and on Blu-ray in 2011 by Lionsgate Artisan's successor. Another reprint was released in 2018 by Universal Pictures, Big Idea's current parent company. That was our reporter David Montgomery reporting on the reporting on the Jonah movie. And the latest YouTube post about a promo, about a promo showing that there was a VeggieTales movie promo made by Phil Fisher. And there was a nice new trailer for that. Here's a, here's a video clip that I just found from Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. Here's a video clip. All right, name the town. I'll be on my way in the morning. What? Nineveh? You don't want me to go there. In a land of mystery. <laughs> Nineveh! It's the other end of the world! <laughs> in a town full of trouble. Nineveh, the biggest, meanest city around. Don't people do not know right from wrong? It's up to one reluctant asparagus. You are a Jonah. You are a big shot. I have the Jonah plush toy. With the help of some fearless friends. We are the pirates who don't do anything. Oh, you know that's right. Nothing. Zilch. Nada. Oh, lovely. To go where no vegetable has dared to go. We got trouble. You're, you're... food. <laughs> big Idea Productions presents... <laughs> Archibald Asparagus. Bob the Tomato. Larry the Cucumber. And introducing a caterpillar named Khalil. That is only half true. My mother was a caterpillar. My father was a 
Welcome to the Mikia Show. Hello. Alright, so you have been watching um the VeggieTales movie and you've been per you you you've released that movie, right? Yes I did. And I encouraged people to watch the trailer and it's theory it's theoriatic in a way that it is and if if I could, you know, a little bit talk about what happened about the sequence between Khalil and Archibald Asparagus and while the tomato, cause, cause, he ta- cause he talks like this, does not have a huge emotional range. And then we ended up back into the belly of the whale. So, it's probably easy about how the, you know, how the belly of the whale started and you know how how is you know progress going and would like to say about you know a few things about that one it's the big whale and two it's kind of nice in a way and three it's it's a kid's movie Alright, so, you have seen the movie many times, right? Yes, so, um, some kids watched it, some kids did not watch it because sometimes they want a different movie and they're thinking, like, something else, right? And, and they're saying, like, ah, I want to try something different. Alright, so, got anything else to say? No, I'm, I'm probably good, but me and, me and Phil, me and Big Idea Productions are planning on a new movie called The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a 2008 special that was, that is going to release soon. So, I hope that comes out. Alright, Phil Fisher is a producer for Big Idea Productions. And is a producer for VeggieTales' movie, Jonah. Thanks for coming to the Mikia Show, Phil Fisher. Thank you. Alright, now we move to a new story. A story 
that will blow your mind. Here's a story. The latest story. The latest story shows that over hundred. The story shows that we have a lot of latest news we need to get to in U.S. news and political news. So let's get into some more news on today's news. And in U.S. economy news, a United Care, United Healthcare grant might seek strikes to over U.S. unions across the country. And the permanent government has says over 32,000 employees over California have been threatened to walk out. And so, dealing about what to protect and how to do the safe stalling and and the stuff which is our correspondent we are reporting to Associated Press our Associated Press correspondent is Sarah is Sarah is Sarah Mason she's a reporter and reports to this to this issue about 500 workers about this called off strike she reports on that video player share on facebook share on twitter share via email an alliance of unions representing 50,000 kaiser permanente workers in california oregon and six other states called off strike set for monday after reaching a tentative labor deal with the healthcare network the Alliance of Healthcare Unions and Kaiser Permanente jointly announced the agreement, staving off a potentially crippling strike in which 32,000 employees, most of them in Southern California, threatened to walk off the job to protest understaffing and wage cuts for new hires. Additional members of the alliance, comprised of 21 local unions, authorized a one-day, sympathy strike, on the 18th of November. Video Player Advertisement Agreement on the four-year contract includes annual wage increases while maintaining health benefits for employees and new staffing language to continue to protect employees and patients, the statement said. This agreement will mean patients will continue to receive the best care and Alliance members will have the best jobs, said Hal Ruddick, executive director of the Alliance. This contract protects our patients, provides safe staffing, and guarantees fair wages and benefits for every Alliance member. Our reporter Sarah Mason reporting on the latest of the Alliance Healthcare. And now we turn to some more YouTube news, which is today, on this episode, we are talking about we are having a big compilation with all the news and stories you want. So join me today, starting with a compilation of, of podcast news and U.S. news and YouTube economy news for your enjoyment. So for your enjoyment today, I decided to do a compilation today, episode 3. But we still continue on the episode 3 part, like right now. Alright, so now, we're still continuing on today's YouTube news. Now, 
I've been talking earlier about, you know, in episode one, Kubo season broadcast, you have answered all your questions, and you did all your stuff, and could see a few, and probably maybe a lot of you guys were doing some stuff, maybe, um, yeah, alright, let's get to the news, and more U.S. economy news, in U.S. economy news, the COVID-19, COVID-19 surge still continues on the COVID-19 vaccine, which is which is upheld by COVID-19 restrictions and Joe Biden. Our reporter, Dan Whitcomb, reports on the latest COVID-19 vaccines and how do children get them. This is Dan, Can, Dan Whitcomb reports. More. Usenews.com. Share. Share by email. Share by Facebook. Share by LinkedIn. Share by Pinterest. Share by Tumblr. Share by Twitter. Share by WhatsApp. Share by Line. By Dan Whitcomb. Reuters, a U.S. appeals court on Friday upheld its decision to put on hold an order by President Joe Biden for companies with 100 workers or more to require COVID-19 vaccines, rejecting a challenge by his administration. A three-member panel of the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans affirmed its ruling despite the Biden administration's position that halting implementation of the vaccine mandate could lead to dozens or even hundreds of deaths. The mandate is staggeringly overbroad, the opinion said. The mandate is a one-size-fits-all sledgehammer that makes hardly any attempt to account for differences in workplaces and workers. Circuit Court Judge Kurt Engelhardt wrote for the panel. Vaccine mandates are deeply controversial in the United States. Supporters say they are a must to put an end to the nearly two-year coronavirus pandemic, while opponents argue they violate the U.S. Constitution and curb individual liberty. The Fifth Circuit judges appeared to agree with the opponents. The pub- More. Usenews.com. Share. Vaccine. Supporters. Constitution and curb individual liberty. The Fifth Circuit judges appeared to agree with the opponents. The public interest is also served by maintaining our constitutional structure and maintaining the liberty of individuals to make intensely personal decisions according to their own convictions, even, or perhaps particularly, when those decisions frustrate government officials, Engelhardt wrote. The rule was issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration OSHA, and mandates that businesses with at least 100 employees require staff to get vaccinated or face weekly tests and face mask requirements. White House officials had no immediate comment on the ruling, which was hailed as a victory by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Texas joined other U.S. states, as well as private employers and religious organizations, in legal challenges to the order. Citing Texas's compelling argument, S. The Fifth Circuit has state OSHA's unconstitutional and illegal private business vaccine mandate, Paxton said on Twitter. Biden imposed the requirement in September, telling Americans that our patience is wearing thin with those refusing to get inoculated. Advertisement. 
Advertisement. Reporting by Dan Whitcomb. That was Dan Whitcomb reporting on the situation of the COVID-19. All right. So you may have heard of the U.S. news, economy news, and other stuff. So now, now, now that you heard the you now that you heard the U.S. news, we're turning to some YouTube news now. Starting with today's YouTube news, a latest post showing. A latest news post showing that a little pet shop series has to come out in like a year or so. So when I talked about, you know, probably season one about little pet shop series and, you know, all that, I decided to show you the news about the trailer of it. Now, really, this isn't any trailer. It's a 2012 trailer. Check it out. This is a clip from Godzilla vs. Kong. All new collaboration. Live now. Shout Factory TV. Changing the channel. Here's the clip. in this episode you've been seeing the latest on the you know um the latest update on you know the little spent job episode yeah and and you know i can't snake is still making videos about that and still we are still continuing on the coverage of of what is happening about that and and uh, and now we turn to another news and other news and other YouTube news. Latest p- video has posted about Mr. Conductor videos. Right now, as you've been watching the trailer, you've been watching the trailer. Yes, that's you. As you've been watching the trailer, if if you've seen the trailer of the sweetest pets on DVD. Um, uh, it's probably about, you know, it's about sweetest pets like Buttercream and, you know, all the characters and the rest of the stuff and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. But I want to talk to you about an episode that was released from Mr. Conductor Visits the Little's Pet Shop, episode 16, about the sweet truck drive. Yeah. 
A Sweet Truck Drive was released in 2014, or as should I say it, 2012 to 2013. Here's the latest video clip from A Little Spet Shop. So young me, what kind of car did M. Christie say she bought? She wouldn't tell me. Wants it to be a surprise. I hope it's a convertible. Oh, how about one of those awesome sports cars with the spinning hubcaps? Imagine me pulling up to school in one of those. cars turquoise or candy apple red or a green pastel hybrid that would be a sweet As you've seen in this series, you have been watching the latest episode of Mr. Conductor of the Little Spent Shop of episode 16, and was released in 2020, 2013, which is just that latest Right now, we need to talk to our interview and our co-host guest earlier ago about season 1, I Can't Snave, he's, he's a subscriber for YouTube. We are going to talk about the latest episode of episode 16 about the sweetest truck ride. Alright, I can snake. Welcome to the Mika Show. Hello. Alright, let's talk about this episode. We will talk about what is the latest episode of the Little Pet Shop. Yeah. Could you show me a clip? Certainly. Now, folks, if you don't mind, we are going to show a clip of a sweet truck ride, latest as as Mr. Conductor. Now, here's a clip that I just found. Now, you can enjoy Mr. I Can't Snake, the guest. Really wear a name out, because that would be bad. Although, I do kind of like worn out things. They're more cozy, you know? So, go ahead. Yes. Welcome to the Sweet Delights truck, my humble abode. Now my home, it's now a little special, it's home to, to the pets. Right, I can't snake? Yeah, that's right. If you're watching the video on this episode podcast, you might notice that I've seen a few characters like Sugar, Sprinkles, and Frosted with the top put a top on it, but I love, you know, the ones that are really nice. It's really, I guess it's positive that, you know, you can see the, the, you know, one of the nice importance of the pets and what Bly is doing. She's doing a good job on what's going on on what the latest is on the Lewis Pet Shop. Alright, so I have a few more questions about, you know, Lewis Pet Shop and, you know, sometimes that. Yeah, they have something to say. Um, it's about, you know, um, a 
about Mr. Conductor. Now I followed one one channel called Skulls Productions, and you can search the latest of Mr. Conductor these it's Little Sped Shop episode 16. Just search Mr. Conductor visits Little Pet Shop episode 16, and then you'll find the search right there on Daily Motion. And you can also find a lot of Little Pet Shop episodes, like the ones from Little Pet Shop, A World of Our Own. And that's a good one. You can search that up. But I don't mind. But, alright, I, I got a little bit of one more thing to say about this episode. Um, I love, you know, I love, you know, about the mis- when Mr. Conductor talks to, meets, meets the Sugar Springles part. That was fun. And I just wanted to see it again, and probably sometime when I watch the video, and yeah. Alright, I can't snake. He he is a subscriber for for uh YouTube and confirms to the podcast of the Mikia Show. Thank you for coming on the Mikia Show. Thank you. Alright, well I'm still gonna keep going on the latest compilation of US economy news. I think I'm going to do two more, and then that's all I have for you at the moment. So, let's keep going on today's latest news, as we're, as we are in life. Alright, U.S. economy news. Alright, here we go. In U.S. economy news, a number of people quitting their jobs for for something that happened earlier ago. They spent over $4.4 million of payment after after August. They uncharged and remained uncharged for over $100.4 million of payment. As our correspondent, Tim Smart, a contributing editor, and correspondent reports the situation of employers getting out of jobs during COVID-19. A record 4.4 million people quit their jobs in September, while job openings remained unchanged at 10.4 million, according to data released on Friday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Opening square bracket. Read. Employer closing square bracket. Although jobs are plentiful, companies report difficulty finding workers. But job growth has proven strong in recent months, with 531,000 jobs added in October and upward revisions to earlier months. Overall, the pace of monthly job growth this year has reached an average of 582,000. Wages, meanwhile, have risen at nearly a 5% annual clip, helping drive inflation to its highest levels since the early 1990s. The number... More. Usenews.com. Closing school. Although job. But job gro- Overall. Wages, meanwhile, have risen at nearly a 5% annual clip, helping drive inflation to its highest levels since the early 1990s. The number of quits increased in several industries, led by arts, leisure, and education, collectively totaling 56,000. 
openings increased most in health care and state and local government outside of education, at 141,000 and 114,000, respectively. President Joe Biden is wrestling with this. Good news, bad news. Slate of economic reports and acknowledged on Thursday that people were hurting even though the economy has recovered from the shock of the coronavirus in 2020. Indeed, forecasts for the economy have remained bullish with Wells Fargo issuing its November economic outlook on Friday, calling for the economy to grow at a 5.5% rate this year, which is down slightly from its earlier forecast of 5.6%. The bank projects annual growth to be 4.4% in 2022 and 3.3% in 2023. However, Wells Fargo is also calling for annual inflation to be 5.4% next year, a number that is above consensus forecasts and one that is likely to unnerve the Federal Reserve Board and the markets. Recent inflation reports have underscored how material shortages, transportation bottlenecks, and increasing labor costs have sent prices soaring across the economy, Wells Fargo wrote. These aforementioned factors are likely to remain in place in the near term, underpinning an elevated pace of inflation. We have headline and core CPI peaking at 7% year-over-year and 6.0% in Q1 2022, respectively. However, Wells Fargo is all recent inflation. These aforementioned factors are likely to remain in place in the near term, underpinning an elevated pace of inflation. We have headline and core CPI peaking at 7% year-over-year and 6.0% in Q1 2022, respectively. Pulling back from this blistering pace, we still look for inflation to remain well above the Fed's target in 2022 and to start coming down close to target in 2023. That was our latest. That was the latest on on the report of the latest of people quitting their jobs. The latest. Tim Smart, a contributing reporter for the U.S. News Economy News World Report. This news article is a courtesy of U.S. News, and and we like to thank. And we'd like to thank our member, Wells Fargo, for contributing this news article. And we'd also like to thank the National Science Foundation for funding this project and, and to help people have better lives. we also like to thank the John Dean Catholic T. MacArthur Foundation, Corporation for Public Broadcasting, for putting this news article on. This news article is also funded in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This news article is funded in part by the National Science Foundation. Alright. Well, I guess we're going to have to keep going with some more news on the way. Because, since this is a compilation, in my, since I told you earlier about my compilation about, about my podcast... I decided to do a compilation about, you know, something that's right now. And this is still episode 3, right? Yeah, this is episode 3, and a compilation. 
so we're still gonna continue with articles that we haven't saw yet and we haven't looked at yet all right shall we keep going first off we start we start continuing with our latest YouTube news now that latest YouTube news is that the latest on the little pet shop the world of our own has started to release here on YouTube the latest on YouTube has been released here's a clip from the little pet shop a world of our own this is a clip and a trailer so warning this and warning this might be for kids this might be for kids and and I'm sure your kids will love it. And um, if you have a if you have a parent, and if you are a kid that watches this podcast, then you might be thinking you like to watch kid stuff, right? Well, you're gonna like it because because this because this news article will blast your mind. Enjoy this article. Here is a video clip I just found. Gift or no gift, I am just as special as the rest of my magical family. Maybe your gift is being in denial. When a pet makes its human super duper happy, Shabonalama! The pet gets access to Pawtucket, a world totally for pets made completely by pets. Hi, I'm Roxy. new series is similar to the 2012 series of Lilith's Pet Shop and confirms to the 2012 series like I told you in the last season of season one. Season one is about the Lilith's Pet Shop 2012 series produced by Harrisburg Studios. Uh, copyright 2012 by, by Hasbro Studios and Media. So, don't 
copyright a video of Violence in the Littlest Pet Shop. Because if you get copyrighted, then you get a strike and then you fail to attempt to ask Hasbro Studios for your initials and license. So, I beg you not to post videos of the Littlest Pet Shop. Just a quick statement, that's all. Alright. Now, if you heard the if you heard the Little Pet Shop series of old Paw Tucket in you know a world of our own, you might be thinking your kids that like to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I guess that's it for this episode. I guess I have to end it there because I have nothing more to say. I'm running out of my I'm running out of ideas since I'm at the current moment. All right. Well. First off, we like to thank our members, David Montgomery, Tom, Tom, and the rest of the newscasters. The Media Show is a production of WGBH Boston, which is solely responsible for its content, in association with the Public Broadcasting Service. Funding for this program is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. The Kmart Corporation provided major funding for the original production of The Media Show. Funding was also provided by the Volkhausen family, founder of Vol- Van Volkhausen, supporting programs and public programs that encourage science and technology for all children and needs. The Research Corporation for Science Advancement, the National Science Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Northrop Grumman Corporation, Defining the Future, the Mikia Show is also made possible by the Rooney Endowment, encouraging, crisp, encouraging, encouraging religion understanding of our worlds. The Osprey Foundation, expanding opportunities, and the Heisenstein Foundation, unlocking knowledge, opportunities, and possibilities. More at hsfoundation.org. The Mikia Show is also made possible by by our contributing members, the members of Wells Fargo. The Mikia Show is also made possible by funding from Leapfrog Adventures. Exploring your child's education at leapfrog.com and you can purchase purchase a toy online. The Mikia Show is also made possible by the financial support to your podcast station from viewers like you. Thank you. Alright, that's going to do it for me. I will see you next time on the next episode of The Mikia Show. This is Mikia signing off. Goodbye.